Welcome back to After Hours with Föreningen Ekonomerna. I'm Elma, your slightly unfocused host, coming back to you with a proper introduction this time around. It's been a few episodes, but we're back, baby! <laughs> I just came back from my daily walk, and I am most certainly ready to get back into it. To start us off, I wanted to talk about the poll results following the last two episodes, because I haven't gotten to talk about these until now. When I asked if you guys make your own memes, only 36% of you answered yes. I have to say, I am shocked and appalled. While I understand that not everyone spent their adolescence wasting away on their Tumblr dashboard, I can't hide my surprise. To the 64% of you that never have made your own memes, I recommend getting creative and downloading Fonto immediately. You have a lot to catch up on, my friend. I also asked whether or not you feel overwhelmed lately, and a whopping 79% of you answered yes. Reasons included feeling like you're losing the drag race against lectures, as well as overthinking what you're going to do post-grad. While I am somewhat happy to confirm that we are all, in fact, in the same boat, it does break my heart a little bit to know that the grand majority of us feel undercut by an excess of responsibilities and duties. While life is overwhelming sometimes, there has got to be a better way. Food for thought, at the very least. In connection with last episode, I also asked how many of you had considered applying for a board role. A solid half of all respondents answered yes, with fairly solid conviction according to the subsequent slider that I put in. I really hope that that was reflected in the applications, because the thing that makes associations great is exactly that kind of engagement. Best of luck to all of you who applied. You got this in the bag. I'm really happy to be doing a more conventional episode again, and I hope that you are all as excited as I am. The emerging sunshine and warmer temperatures have truly re-energized me, as corny as that is, and I'm feeling very grateful for my life as we head into spring. We're a few months out from the Western New Year now, but use this season change as your opportunity to recommit to old priorities or reinvent some new ones. To all my Persians listening, happy belated Norus, you guys really got that holiday right. Let us all put that energy to good use as we race towards the end of the semester. This episode's interview aims to amplify the experiences of international students here in Stockholm. Kindly joining me in exploring this is Harrison, who graciously has agreed to share his thoughts and experiences. If you've been listening to the pod for a while, you may recognize Harrison's voice from the last episode of 2021, when I invited the association to share their favorite experiences from the bygone year. I was very impressed by how articulate Harrison is, and as such, it felt natural to invite him back for this segment. Harrison is in his second semester of the Master's Program Management Organization and Society, so he is fairly new in town. He's no stranger to moving around, though, as he spent eight years in Seattle, Washington previously, away from his hometown outside of Chicago. When asked about his interests, Harrison mentions that he has a pug that he likes to walk around the city in the company of his husband. 
Needless to say, I will be keeping an eye out for this pug from now on. Now that you all know a little bit more about Harrison, let's get into the interview. So how come that you chose Sweden and Stockholm in particular? I'm very curious. Yes, I get this question a lot um, because apparently Swedes don't think that Sweden is important. And so they're like, why would you ever come to Sweden? This tiny little country in the north. And I'm like, Sweden's pretty important on the world stage, I feel like. But um, the actual reason that I chose Sweden, um, I visited here in 2018 to Stockholm um, with my now husband um, solely to go to the ABBA Museum. And God, I love that. (laughs) And so then when we came, we were here for two days, but we got engaged here. Um, And so when we went back to the States, it was kind of like our little romantic idea, right? This like Sweden, that's where we got engaged. Um, And I'm from Seattle. And so Seattle has a Swedish club because a lot of um, Swedes uh, immigrated there in the late 1800s um, to like Minnesota, Chicago and uh, Seattle. Um, And so we would go to a couple things there. We went to like, they have a pancake breakfast every month. And so we went to that and saw they had language classes and we're like, we wanted to do something just fun that neither of us had ever done. So we're like, let's just do a Swedish language class together. And it was only like six people. We really loved it. And we kept doing that. And then when COVID happened, we were doing Zoom classes and that was kind of like the constant like those were the people we saw every week Mm -hmm. and the way our teacher taught us was through like these are things they do in sweden this is midsummer this is this this is like you know so we learn it through culture stuff Mm -hmm. um and then i had decided i wanted to go back to school and i knew i didn't want to go in the states i wanted to go abroad and so sweden was kind of at the top of the list and i found a program that was a good fit for me and what i wanted to learn and uh here I am. <laughs> so, uh, well, I mean, that is a surprising justification, at least for like me to hear, because I used to live on the East Coast mm-hmm. as an adolescent, and I mean, people would think that I was from Switzerland, yeah. like all yeah. the time. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, obviously, there's not the same history with like the immigration and stuff like that on the East Coast, uh, yeah. which definitely is a contributing factor there. But I just have such distinct memories of people people being like, wait, where are you from? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And so that's funny, but I guess it's very different on the West Coast. Though. Yeah, yeah, a little different. Well, kind of like a follow-up question then. Have you felt welcomed here? And when I say that, I, you know, I mean by society at large, by SBS, by the association, you know, any of kind of those organizations, yeah, if you yeah, will. Yeah. Yeah, I think across the board, I felt um, pretty welcome. That welcoming week really kind of helped get me comfortable with like um, the association um, and uh, learn different things about SBS in general, just from people who had been like second year master students who had gone through some things. Um, and so I never at any point felt like I couldn't yeah, well, because you're also pretty involved from what I know. I mean, I knew that you were yeah. our newsletter guy, of course, because yes. you are under the same umbrella as me within the marketing committee. Yeah. But you're also working on Ekamonga Sagar, which yeah. I didn't know until now. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I kind of joined both of those at the same time. Uh, the, the newsletter is kind of my outlet for a creative 
thing, something to do that's a little yeah, more. Yeah, well, they always look beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. Um, <laughs> something that's a little more relaxed, um, mm-hmm. kind of gathering information and just making it accessible in a visual format. Um, and I've I've enjoyed doing that. You know, it's every like two weeks, and it's just a little time to think a little differently mm-hmm. um, because my bachelor's was in photography, and so oh, okay. it was a fine arts degree, and so everything was just like thinking about visuals, how to convey concepts into a platform that people could take in um, and think about, I guess. Yeah, um, no, like, it's about the aesthetics. Yeah, it's about it. aesthetics. It's about trying to put things together and all that. And so this kind of helped me just solidify that part of my background. Uh, for the economist Daga, um, I'm the logistics manager which has been great because I work with every part of the team. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a huge project. And I'm sure. <laughs> it is a lot of work, but it's been really great because um, I work with the project group every week, multiple times a week, yeah. meeting for different things, meeting here, meeting at different buildings on uh, Frascati campus because we're having it at Alla Magna. And I feel like I've been able to kind of other international students only Mm. um and the group is so diverse you know so it's like people from all over uh, sweden and all over the world and so it kind of scratches a lot of itches uh, (laughs) to work with them yeah and i think that the way that you summed it up you know that you get to learn a lot about you know not just like other Mm -hmm. cultures but also like Mm -hmm. sweden in particular when i first moved back to sweden after like having lived in the u.s you know, I had a little bit to catch up on and I did a very similar thing, not by doing ED, but I did something called Students Noble Nightcap, which is very similar in nature to ED, but sure. it's the after party to like the Nobel uh, banquet. Uh, okay. Um, okay. But it has like a very similar vibe in terms of like the kinds of people that are attracted to it. And I found it very helpful yeah, <laughs> in terms of reintegrating back. I bet. Uh, let's see. This is a fun one or I mean I guess it doesn't have to be but it could be uh biggest culture shock since coming here yeah yeah. this one's always tough and I always have to think about it because I feel like it's tricky Mm -hmm. to say culture shocks because you don't want to say something that's going to like be offensive to the culture that you're in yeah um I think that there hasn't been anything hugely negative there's several different things I think a big one for me has been um, in America, it's very capitalistic. It's very immediate. You want everything as soon as possible. You want to go fast. You know, you want, you want that, that prime day delivery. Uh, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and so that's like, you know, if you wanted to get a giant 24 pack of toilet paper from Amazon, you could get it probably within two days at least or something. Yeah. If you wanted to get something weird, you could probably get it from Amazon in two days, like something that's you're not going to find in a store easily. You could probably mm-hmm. still get it um, in two days. And I think that's with everything, though, like with seeing a doctor, usually you're like, I want to get to a doctor within like two days or something. Yeah. Um, and like, I'm going to get to a specialist within a week or, you know, uh, different aspects of that. Just I see it a lot more here where it's like we're OK with it being a little slower, like we're OK with it. Um, we have patience. We're just letting it take its course, mm. do what it needs to be done. And I think that that has been good 
And so I think that is one of the big ones of like, this is what's different. But I think, honestly, the biggest culture shock that I had was how not different it was. And (laughs) I was expecting it to be so much more different. And there's differences based in Europe versus the US. But like now, you know, I was walking over here, taking the bus, and I couldn't even think of things that I thought were different Mm -hmm. because it was so easy for me to like acclimate over and adapt to this because the things that are different are small and they're like, oh, the cars look a little different because they sell different makes and models here. Mm -hmm. And the buildings are different architecture because it's a much older city. And like those kinds of things are the first things that you see and you're like, oh, this is weird. And like the Coke cans are tall and skinny or something. And it's like, (laughs) that's weird. But, um, But after you like go over all of that, it's like so much of it's the same. Like people ride the bus the same, people talk and hang out the same, people throw parties the same. Mm-hmm. Like we do a, we do everything a lot similarly, um, yeah. more similarly than I thought we would. And I think that kind of was just a big realization of like, oh yeah, this is a not, cause you know, in the US you're separated, not a ton of people come to Europe very frequently because it's expensive yeah, and you have to take more time off for it. But, um, I think there's that kind of idea that it's like, oh yeah, over there, it's like completely different. It's a completely different yeah, way of like life. Yeah, it's like the Emily in Paris <laughs> yeah. version is yeah. what I like to call it. <laughs> and it's not, it's not that different pretty much. It's so. still a part of the West. <laughs> yeah, it's still, it's still very Western. And I think that was, uh, it wasn't, it was just a big, like, ah, okay. <laughs> this mm-hmm. is just normal. Do you feel as though international students receive adequate support and guidance throughout their studies here? Yeah, I think I think there are a lot of resources. I think that um, the biggest hurdle that international students probably have to jump over is the migration office, Migrations Vecat, mm-hmm. and Scott Vecat's uh, like just all the applications, all the steps yeah, that you have to go I can through. Only imagine. And there's programs like um, so study in Sweden, which I believe is done through the Swedish Academy. Um, that's like the big international student kind of uh, information center and hub, and they do a lot of efforts to get people to come study here. Um, they give you a lot of good information, and they try to make it as clear as possible. But I think there's it's just so hard to be fully prepared, like because there's so many steps. And there's so many pieces to each step that could go a little wrong. Yeah. <laughs> could go like when we applied for our residence permits, they hadn't gotten back to us in two months, but they got back finally and said, um, your husband isn't able to come here because your marriage is expired. And we were what? like, that's not how, how that works. That's not really how that works. And so what happened was in Washington state where we had gotten married, every state in the US does marriage a little differently, like how you can get married and okay. um, everything. And so it's like, we had a set date range, like you can get married in these three months, any day in these three months, you can go and get married and okay. that's fine. And that was like your per- your license, you got a license to wed, right? Mm-hmm. And um, so that had the date range of like, okay, uh, August 2019 to October 2019, you can get married. 
anytime there. And they thought, they just saw that at the top <laughs> and just were like, oh, well, it says it expires in October 2019. And I'm like, did you think we were only married three months? Oh, like, I don't. So it's like some of those things just pop up and they're so that is situational and they're just these weird bureaucracy, like, awkward moments and mm -hmm. so you're like this if you could we could have just like thought about like did you actually think our marriage expired like yeah um so there's things like that and you like i've you talk to any international student who's gone through it and they always have stories probably from microphones or a cat like oh um they didn't make me take off my shoes when i got measured like when i my height was measured and then when i went to scott's Averket to get my photo taken for my id card they had me remove my shoes and there was like only there was like a four centimeter difference and they were going to possibly make not give me my id and make me go through the whole process again and so there's things like that and those i think are the places where i would say they they tried to give us help, <laughs> but like it's still so hard. Like yeah, still, that's so like a hard. matter of coordination between government yeah. agencies, and yeah. it's very hard for you as an mm -hmm. individual going through the system to yeah. influence that even like a little bit. Yeah, yeah, and so that part is difficult, and I'm sure a lot of any national students here would would agree. But for the other parts. Um, it's been weird because, you know, we've been in this kind of hybrid year of mm -hmm. like trying to return to the campus, but still being on Zoom. Some classes are like half and half, you know, it's just trying to figure that out. And so that's been confusing. And I don't know, like, it's hard to kind of get clear guidance of like what's going to happen. Um, also, Obano just opened up and they don't necessarily know like what you can do with the facilities and like yeah. certain things. It's just, it's a, it's a weird year to look at it. And I think that there's some drops there of like knowing what you need to do, but most situations, like when we started, there were a lot of welcome week things from the association um, that taught us about, you know, certain uh, opportunities that we had, certain resources that we had on campus. They did, the school did welcome week things as well, where they talked to us about like the student union and like the library services that people had and different things about that and like uh, i think they did some about just like places around stockholm and different things um, and so like they had a lot of resources that you could use but there's so much that you can't you know learn in one month yeah, right of course and so i think i think there were attempts that were made and i felt appreciative of that uh, how do you manage missing friends and family back home? I mean, obviously you have your husband here mm -hmm. and your pug, which yes. I'm very curious about. <laughs> yes. uh, but I mean, obviously you can't take everyone with you that yeah. even if you might want to, of course. Yeah, you definitely, it has to be much more intentional. <laughs> you have to kind of yeah. really make a point. It's not as easy as if you live in the same city and you're like, oh, anyone want to just go out and get a drink or something like it's, it's uh, you can't really do that when yeah, they no. live a, a nine hour flight away <laughs> you know i have many friends and no one wants the same thing and no one wants the same like part of a relationship mm -hmm. that you might want right and so like where i might be fine just texting every so often and having that kind of asynchronous communication like some people really want to do a phone call every couple months and that's fine with them. And some people want just to send memes and some people mm -hmm. want to do like 
um, you know, a Zoom call every month or, you know, like my parents don't really tell me they want to do anything at all. So it's like, <laughs> I forget. I'm like, oh, I haven't talked to them in like a month. I guess I should reach out because all we do is text. And so communicating that with people and making sure that they know that you still are thinking about them and that you still like care about them, um, even though there's a much bigger distance between you. Um, it it can be frustrating sometimes because it's like I don't want to have to communicate for every single person yeah, like this is what cool. but like you know with those relationships that you really want to nurture and really want to like have that person in your life you know forever it's one of those things that you have to be like hey I'm really busy with school and it's very hard for me to like you know take time aside to do a zoom call or something, mm. especially since I would have to do it at like 9 PM yeah. and that's just not easy. And so, um, making that clear has been helpful because, uh, you know, I don't want people to feel like I just was like, bye leaving, going to Sweden. You're all, no, you're all in my past. Like it's not, but it's I think that like that's that. a beautiful insight too. And like the way that you said it was, I think, really illustrative just because it's exactly like you say, some people want to communicate in different ways. Mm -hmm. You know, some people want to text, some people want to send memes, some people want to talk on the mm -hmm. phone and not everyone is going to require the same amount of, or I, not even the same amount, but the same type of communication. Yeah. And kind of establishing what you have in common there is I think really important for relationship maintenance. Yeah. And also yeah. things can, relationships can kind of wax and wane in periods as well. Sometimes like you're in a period where you feel very close to someone and you want to have more intense contact with them. And then other times, like you say, you might be mm -hmm. really busy with other engagements and then those things might have to take a back seat for a little bit. But yeah. As long as you're clear about, you know, that these things are yeah. dynamic and not static, that oftentimes isn't even a problem, yeah. I think. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Again, I want to thank Harrison for coming onto the pod and sharing his experiences with me and with you guys. If you're interested in snagging a ticket to Ekonomenostagar, I recommend that you hightail it over to the Orbi app to secure your spot since the event will be taking place on the 31st of March, which is very soon. It is also the first in-person ED in a good while now, so I guarantee that you will not want to miss out on this one. So, I've made the editorial decision to start moving away from the association spotting segment. It hasn't really fit in with the last few episodes, and factoring in the direction that I want the pod to go, I don't really foresee it being a comfortable fit in the future either. I want to prioritize covering more of students' experiences and opinions, so this segment has got to go, I'm afraid. I will be sure to shout out events and such when requested, or when I feel called to do so, but frankly, the association spotting segment is a lot of work. It takes up a fair bit of each episode's runtime, and it is the segment that I enjoy producing the least. As such, it is with peace and love that I lay the segment to rest.
I highly recommend that you all follow the Föreningen Ekonomerna Instagram and Facebook page in addition to all of the committee's pages as well. Also, make sure to keep an eye out for the bi-weekly newsletters produced by this episode's very guest as they provide good information and links about everything that is going on with the association. With that out of the way, I do want to remind you all that the choir and Pru have joined forces to bring you all the Troubadour pub. This Friday, March 25th, Pru will open the pub in Festnian at 6 o'clock, followed by choir performances between 8 and 10. If you've been missing live music like I have, you won't want to miss out on this. <sighs> How I've missed this segment. Even just missing one episode felt like an eternity, honestly. Uh, I'm going to introduce the thing that's grinding my gears this time around by starting off with a little bit of a story that happened this past week that I'm recording this. So I've recently acquired a new gym membership to Friskis och Svettis. Would highly recommend if you're in the market for one. Friskis, please sponsor me. Uh... And either way, when I was going the other day, I didn't have access to my normal tote bag that I bring with me to the gym. Uh, context for this is that I own one fabric tote bag that I got from my grandma. It's my favorite tote bag. It's what I use to transport most things on like a day-to-day basis. Um, but this time around, I didn't have access to it because I had put it in the wash because it was dirty as heck. Uh, which meant that I needed to find some other way of transporting my things, you know, my gym shoes, my lock, my water bottle, all those basic necessities with me to the gym, which made me realize that I probably should own more than one fabric tote bag or maybe should buy a gym bag or something like that because I was coming up empty Uh, I couldn't find anything (laughs) anywhere in my flat that was similar to the tote bag, which eventually led me (laughs) to having to bring my stuff in an Ikea bag. Now, this is what grinds my gears this time around, and it's not the Ikea bag itself. They're great, very practical it's very hard to be a Swedish person that doesn't own an Ikea bag. And even then, I just think it's hard to be a person that doesn't own an Ikea bag. Um, But the thing that's grinding my gears specifically is things that are embarrassing for no good reason at all. I started thinking about this because of the Ikea bag incident, because, oh my God, did I feel embarrassed walking around with my Ikea bag full of my stuff in it in the gym from just the first moment that I entered like through the entrance doors to going into the locker room to locking my stuff up, locking my bag up, you know, all of that somehow felt extremely humiliating. Just in the only thing that had changed was the bag that I was bringing my stuff in. In summary, the thing that's grinding my gears this time around are things that are embarrassing for no good reason. And I think that if you can't relate to this instance in particular, uh, I hope that none of you have to do this because, like I said, I felt humiliated. 
Uh, here are a list of some other things that I came up with that are also embarrassing for no good reason. The first being running after ping pong balls in any context. It's always embarrassing, no matter what. Another example is when someone holds the door for you and you're too far away to catch up quickly, so you do that weird run waddle thing. Yeah, no, I hate it. Third example, walking back from your turn during bowling. Again, weirdly humiliating, and I hate doing this, which is why I don't go bowling. Oh, this is a fun one. Uh, sitting down while other people are singing happy birthday to you. Maybe some people enjoy this, but I figured that I would include it because I find this to be absolutely humiliating at all times. Uh, another one, parking next to someone who's sitting in their car. This just, this feels like a violation every time that I've accidentally done this. Not that I'm being violated, but it feels as if I'm violating the person sitting in their car, which is weird because it's a public space. Next thing is being the designated board game rule leader and no one listening to you as you're reading the rules. Extremely embarrassing, but it's not your fault and everyone knows that. And lastly, finishing up this list, of course, the natural kind of closer are those rolly backpacks that people used to have in middle school. I'm not sure if these were a thing over here, but I went to middle school in the United States and their rolly backpacks were... Oh, you can't even describe the level of embarrassment that people would experience for walking around with a rolly backpack, like, through the school hallways. There's, frankly, there's no equivalent, which is why it also is the ultimate item on this list, because nothing compares to walking around with a rolly backpack. Switching gears a little bit, uh, the thing that I adore this time around is Veronica Maggio. It felt kind of appropriate to pick something super Swedish for this in a way to kind of juxtapose the uh, international focus of this episode. Uh, but I would like to add that I think that it's frankly a good skill and just fun in general to be able to enjoy music that's in a different language than your own and in a different language than you may understand. Uh, at least I think so, which is why I'm including it, because I think that everyone could probably enjoy Miss Veronica. I was talking with my flatmate the other day about how her music has kind of followed us both throughout our lives. I mean, Sotan Gotan came out when I was 10 or 11, I think. I've been a very faithful listener ever since, and uh, she's always had this peculiar ability of perfectly summing up whatever is going on in my life as I've grown up and as she herself has grown up, I suppose. Um, so I wanted to deliver a little shout out to Miss Veronica because um, I just really enjoy the music. And, uh, uh, and also she released a new album this past year called that I am really enjoying currently. So I would highly recommend. I will place a little link in the description uh, if any of you are interested in listening. 
As always, I want to thank you all for taking the time to listen to this episode. I hope that you're all well and getting some sun these days. I also hope that my optimism isn't grating, but I can't help it when the weather is this nice. Have a good day, morning or night, wherever in the world you are. See you soon.